Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Ed Carbajal. Ed, how you doing, man? Uh, hot as balls, and uh, we actually got some of yours in Canada smoke over here in Jersey from all the wildfires going on. So Yeah, luckily I don't have any much of those around me yet, but uh, it's just a matter of time, so... Anyways, uh, we've had a guest last week or so, last week or two, so we haven't had a chance to catch up on some stuff and uh, and kind of go through the, the future events and some of the stuff from the past weekend. But one of the big news to kind of come out over the last, oh, I don't know, two, three, four days uh, <laughs> is that I didn't miss International Fight Week. I thought the 10-year streak was over, but yeah. no, the UFC was apparently listening to our podcast and my, uh, my bitching and moaning. <laughs> and it looks like <laughs> it looks like now UFC 266 September 25th uh, will be the conclusion of the 2021 International Fight Week in Las Vegas, uh, which looks like it'll run now September 21st through 25th. Uh, autograph sessions, Hall of Fame, press conferences, weigh-ins, and hopefully a return to some of the uh, the fun, uh, fun entertainment that that made International Fight Week such a uh, such a destination for for animal fight fans like uh, you and I. Yeah, I mean, I feel like September is a, a bad time for it, though. Like late September, people are you know got to put their kids back in school and yada yada yada. I mean, you know what I mean. Like I just, I I honestly thought that. Uh, so you're I, telling I, me there I, might be less crowds and the temperature is going to be 20 degrees less. <laughs> thumbs effing yeah. up <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah I, I i don't i don't think this is something that they're going to follow through with year by year but um i think the I mean, july event was just too quick to try to pull off without knowing what was going to happen and heck, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in september i mean because i know they did that howler head thing i mean you know you and i were both just if we backtrack a couple of few episodes you know you and i were both under the impression that they were just kind of like you know not going to do an international fight week because of coming, you know, where we are with COVID. I don't want to say coming out of it because who knows where the hell we are with that anymore. But, um, you know, it's like, it's like that, like you and I were talking about it a lot. Even after we were done recording, you sent me pictures of how we were talking about how international fight week ain't what it used to be. And then, um, you know, it's, it's like the, um, I don't know, like this kind of came out of nowhere. The email shot out that where I got that image from kind of shot out while the uh, ESPN event was going on Saturday or Sunday or whenever the news came out. And I don't recall them talking about it a lot when it happened. But, uh, you know, the, the bombardment of commercials we got, I, I, I fast forwarded. You know, I wound up stopping before the co-main event uh, so I can watch it, you know, without so many commercials. But I just feel like. It's like okay, you're gonna do this now. Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't know. I, um, I, I mean, I, I just think it's just a delay, and I, and and I think that they want to get back to some kind of original schedule. I have a feeling it'll go back to July next year. That would make the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to be a popular time, Fourth of July, right around Fourth of July. Always made it a nice trip to Vegas if the if the dates coincided mm-hmm. correctly. But I, you know, I, I, 
we know the UFC is not well. I don't know how much money they make on on the you know because the expos are free. They don't charge like they used to, mm-hmm. but you know. But uh, they're also not. They're also not what they used. No, to be, no, I no. Mean. They're one one fifth, <laughs> or they're not even. A, yeah, they're ten percent of what they used to be. <laughs> yeah. So we we know that, but you know, I and and depending on the setup, I don't know how involved I'm going to be in in trying to do stuff. But just that it's coming back. Uh, is it's cool. I it, yeah. it's it's a refreshing thing to see. When I first heard it about it, uh, it really wasn't to like your retweet or your tweet and maybe one other person's that I even believed it. I thought it was just wording, you know, because I think I saw it from the UFC a tweet or something where it just said, you know, fight week is back, and I was kind of like, okay, like is this is this the you know is this just are we just using words now? And and then I saw your, <laughs> I saw the the picture you tweeted out, and, uh, and so and let then, me let me just read off. I'm going to read off the stuff that's supposed to be on, on it just so fans, you know, kind of have an idea. I mean, I kind of went over this through when I did Sunday submission for MMAnews.com, but I actually mentioned you a lot because you're like, you know, you're the, if anybody knows International Fight Week front, back, through, and all through, it's you because you've been to all of them. Yeah. So, so let me just read it through. Um, so they announced it. Uh, what's the date on this? July 17th, so that's already a few days ago. Um, So, prestigious UFC 2020 UFC Hall of Fame induction ceremony will be Thursday, September 23rd. Honor specific achievements, athletes, and sport mixed martial arts. Uh, The September 24th, Saturday, and September 25th, fans will be able to take part in an easily accessible, fully interactive, free two-day UFC fan experience that will feature meet and greets, autograph sessions, partner activations, that provide unprecedented access to the UFC champions, top-ranked contenders, Hall of Famers, and other UFC personalities. Um, you know, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's, we'll it's, it, they haven't started as the twenty-first, mm-hmm. so I don't see anything listed for the twenty-first. So I guess maybe they're going to add more stuff for that week. Um, well, what list- day is the twenty-first? The twenty-first is Tuesday. Is that the open workout day? Like that's kind of what they can like. So we like Tuesday will be open workouts. Wednesday will be press conference. Yeah. Uh, or Thursday will be Wednesday will be press conference. Thursday will probably be Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't. However, they they got it mm-hmm. worked out because they get the Hall of Fame's Thursday, right? It's not Friday. Yeah. It it's, okay. It's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably how it works. Or the press. I'm trying to remember because last year. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Or the, not last year, but the the last fight week. I think there was the like you went to the press conference and then you went yeah the last direct- good one that i went to <laughs> i mean i went to, to 20 2015 2016 um and it was uh i mean they had the press conference was thursday and the weigh-ins were friday and and then i think they had like some open workout stuff that that wednesday so you know maybe they're going to announce all that stuff as, as we get nearer it could be too early too like like you know with everything we're talking about i mean I, I literally just tweeted out before we started recording that you know they just lost due to COVID protocols they just lost a fight for this coming Saturday's uh, uh, Apex card, so um, it's uh, it's it it could be too early to to start announcing a bunch of things. So maybe as we near September, you know you'll have more to do. I don't I don't know if you know what your schedule if you're going to make all the days or whatever if it's even worth it. But we've talked about it at length how how it's not. The, this ain't the the this ain't the deal that the Fertitas used to throw down at, where it was like a no. a freaking you know week long party, 
and uh, you were going to like you know I remember what's I, what's the weird the weird hotel with the I remember they emptied out the pool. I have a picture of of Wyclef that I took laying next to Wyclef, where we got attacked by women, and my my girlfriend at the time yanked me out of it. But I have a picture of the view where Wyclef is getting. I mean, it, it's is just, that the old Hard Rock? Is that when they had it at the Hard Rock pool? No, what the hell is the name of that place? It caught fire the following year. Oh, shoot. It's like a weird... They used to have weird commercials where people walk in dogs in the lobby and, and, and Jesus, I got I to gotta look at a oh, map. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, right now I'm, uh, I'm Thursday through Sunday. So I'm looking at... I, I don't... The press conference, open workouts, all that stuff's not necessarily high on my list Mm -hmm. uh necessary but um the hall of fame's fun uh i went to my first one two years ago so that was enjoyable and um and then and then obviously i'll do the weigh-ins and and then the fight event and uh at least one of the days of fan things we'll see how that goes and who's there who's there the cosmopolitan that's where they drained there you go the cosmo yeah Yeah, that's uh they held the invicta event there uh yeah yeah 2015 yeah 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 that's so that's the one they had they emptied out the pool page van zandt like emceed the party Wyclef was a surprise guest <laughs> and uh and um <laughs> hey one of your boys is saying what's up on the podcast Luke Lopez who's also a loyal uh watcher listener critic of uh mmanews.com Sunday Sunday submission Love um, represent representing Cali yeah but um but, but yeah they drained that pool out and um yeah it was it was a good time I had some drink where they put like some flour or something in it that got you like high. And I had like 10 of those. I don't even remember how I got to my hotel room, but that's, that's, that's how good... awesome it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. It gives me something to plan for it. And, and uh, I was planning on going to the event anyway, but this extra stuff uh, adds a little bit of, uh, and it makes it fun. Who knows? We'll see what, what they pull off and, and what they're mm-hmm. able to do. And, um, I would love a Friday night event. You give me yeah. a Friday night event and I'm all in. I don't care. Give me an LFA event. Give me a contender series at the Cosmo or something like, like or maybe you know? another grappling thing. Like they did that, the favorite quintet. I forget quintet? what the name is called. Yeah. yeah, they did a quintet. That's right. They did. They do a did quintet a quintet. One, yeah. And then, yeah, Faber had the one call. I don't even remember what his event was called any longer, but uh, quintet ripoff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's end of September for fans that are interested. Uh, tickets go on sale next week to the general public on Friday. Uh, newsletter is we- uh, Thursday, and the, uh, I believe the uh, Fight Club presale is Wednesday. And uh, if you know anybody in the UFC, message them and, and get your ticket orders in as soon as possible if that's the way you go. So uh, that's to look forward in the future. Um, this past weekend, we had a, it was a fun fight night card. Not going to break down the whole thing, but um, a few obvious fights of note was the uh, was the co-main event of um, Misha, Tate. Misha, Misha Tate and uh, and Marion Renault. Uh, retirement fight for Renault, forty uh, four year old who uh, you know probably fought above her ability for the last few years and, mm. and really gained some notoriety and. Uh, a, a place in the history of the UFC, just as a, as a solid 
top 10 competitor in the women's bantamweight division. So uh, she's suffered a loss. Misha Tate yeah. looked great in her return, but again, props to Renault on, on a, on a fun, exciting career. And uh, hopefully she uh, enjoys her retirement. Yeah. I don't know. I did, what do you think? I, I feel like it was two things happening there. You know, it was her retirement and Misha Tate's return. And I almost feel like re- Misha Tate's return. Of course she won. I feel like that overshadowed her retirement, but I also like, one of the things when I was watching that fight, I was just kind of like, does that, you know, Dana White always says if, if retirement is on your mind, you should probably always, re- you know, you, the retirement's going to come. So I'm wondering if that affected how she fought, you know, like, did, did we really see, I mean, I know Misha Tate picked up a win, but did we really see, you know, like a, the, the, a, a game Misha Tate, I mean, a reset Misha Tate. Um, just because she, I mean, she bought, she beat a woman that was going, that was going to fight her last fight anyway. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the, the story will definitely be told in, in Misha's next fight, but just from a, a, a view, uh, she was in, in great shape, mm-hmm. uh, fought a smart fight, fought the way that she, we became successful, uh, takedowns, ground and pound, you know, that was, that was what made her. That was what made her a name in the sport. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. My biggest takeaway is, A, she's been gone five years. And mm-hmm. B, I didn't realize she was only 34 years old. Yeah. I, it never. I, if you would have mm-hmm. asked me how old she was when she retired five years ago, I would have guessed she was 34 then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe it's just because in my mind she's been around forever and one of the kind of the earlier pioneers of, of big-time women's no, MMA. Yeah. No, I thought she was young when she re- – I mean, I thought it was, she was too young to retire. I, I mean – I kind of saw it as her, more of a mental frustration why she walked away just with everything going on. I, I remember her arguing with her then boyfriend in the cage at that at her last fight like kind of you, you could hear the the it wasn't meant to be heard but the camera caught like she was like no I'm done I'm done and it was just it looked like more frustration. Maybe she had a lot of personal things going on. She's probably in a better spot now. Um she's always never been far from the sport. I said this on Sunday too like she's Coached a few fighters that fought at Combate Global and, and um, you know, her, all the work she's done with one championship. I forget what her title is. Do you remember what her, what her position is there? But I think she still does that, too. She was like a public relations. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know the exact word. But, yeah, she worked for, like, the couple public relations. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would know better about the insides and outs of that. But, I, like you said, she has been around. Her name mm-hmm. didn't disappear from the news. I think she did some podcasts and stuff. Um, she, she kept her name around. So I, my main thing was how, how in shape and muscle tone she looked and, and, uh, and just her attitude, everything yeah. seems like it's lining up, you know, and, yeah. and may, maybe Rhonda not being around anymore mentally is nice. I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm fishing now, but I'm just yeah. thinking that like you're certain roadblocks of your career kind of out of the way. She, if she fights Nunez now, she's going to mm-hmm. be the underdog. So she, the, some of the pressure is not there. Um, it really create and the style she used is the way in theory to beat Amanda Nunez. Mm-hmm. I mean, in in theory, that's the way you beat her. Is the only way you beat her is to get her down. You're not going to outstrike Amanda Nunes, especially Misha Tate's not going to, um, yeah. and Juliana Pena's not going to. I think the Pena fight, who Pena was kind of a, uh, uh, like she was she was kind of mentored by Misha Tate, and uh, I think she even coached her on the Ultimate Fighter. And it, it seemed like she kind of has the same kind of t- style. So w- win or lose, that actually could be a little bit of a roadmap to see uh, where Nunes is at as far as um, a potential rematch with Tate. So it'll be interesting to see uh, it, how that unfolds. But 
big win for Tate, uh, and then an even bigger win in the main event for uh, Islam uh, Makachev, uh, who fought Tiago uh, Moises. I know uh, they're talking about him like he's the second coming of Khabib because of that since that fight. Yeah, I mean, I think people are jumping the gun, but twenty and one record, mm-hmm. uh, same pedigree, um, same fight camp. Hell, Khabib, Khabib's his coach. I, I get it. It makes sense to me. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it because it adds that intrigue. And if, if, if you know, it, imagine if, if, if Habib passes the torch off to a teammate, um, we just lost Ed there. I, expected, no, I, guess, I, was, I was playing with he's, something. He's just checking stuff out. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you want to talk about a legacy, a, a Khabib legacy. If he's able to pass the torch and coach the next Mm-hmm. Lightweight champion would be almost a bigger uh, feather in his cap than if he won another three or four fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a chance to now establish himself as a great coach uh, and his country as the pinnacle of MMA in the, especially in the lightweight division. But yeah. um, I mean, between the two of them, what are we, were they 59 and one? I mean, you're start talking pretty damn good duo in the MMA world. So we'll see how yeah. that unfolds. Um, I, I, he moved up to number five in the rankings. So he's kind of in a spot. Oh, I now didn't where, check him today. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. He moved to five. Uh, I think the only people ahead of him are Chandler, Gagey, uh, Oliveira and, um, and Poirier. So, uh, yeah, so apparently him and Gagey are, are, they're under the same management team, but Gagey doesn't seem to care about that. I, somebody tweeted a photo where Gagey was kind of eyeballing him and, and, and I thought it was funny because Gagey's such a maniac that he just, he seems to want to fight and, the UFC doesn't like want him to fight. <laughs> I don't understand what's, it, what's it, is, it is pretty wild that we're yeah. already booked out now into September with that fight week card. And there's still no Justin Gagey fight. Yeah. Booked. So either, e- either he's kind of not necessarily wanting to fight and, and like they've had him tied to everyone from Connor to Michael Chandler who just got kind of just got there. And it's like, uh, you know, so it's already, we already got Poirier Oliveira. Dana White already said it. Like, that's, that's the fight that's going to happen. And then, even at that post fight press conference when Connor lost with his broken leg, you know, he's already booking Poirier McGregor for, yeah. you know, a year from now or whenever his leg's supposed to be better. And it's like, what about Justin Gaethje? He's sitting right there, probably fume, foaming at the teeth to, to fight something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just- no, I, I, you know, that's the thing. McGregor dropped down to nine. So yeah. he's a fight away from almost dropping out of the rankings if he loses again. And, you know, who knows how long he's going to be out. So um, although the way he's talking, who, who the heck knows? But I, I, I you know, um, we'll see. But, yeah, I I wouldn't. I, I think Chandler Makhchayev would be a, a good fight. Um, Gagey would also. He, he called him out. He called him out on Saturday, too. Yeah, so. no, it makes sense. And uh, it's a, stylistically, it's a good fight because you would find out if if uh, if Makachev is able to get the takedown because that seems to be his obvious recipe to win. Mm-hmm. I, I can't recall on the top of my head. Maybe he's had it, but I don't remember him winning stand up fights yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he fights somebody who has uh, the strength and the, and the takedown defense of Chandler. And, and if he's able to, how, how that scramble and how that, how that would go down. But um, big win for him. He moves up uh, and, and is in the headlines now. And now he's top five ranked. So there's, you can't really, you can't, you can't dodge somebody once they really get into the top five. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a name for yourself, you have to fight him. And uh, you know, the guy, the hooker, Dan hookers and stuff like those fights don't really, that doesn't really interest me. I, I think he takes Dan hooker down and, and ends that fight fairly quickly. I, I don't, 
that's not the fight I would make, but the Chandler Gagey fights uh, are definitely, or even the loser of, of Poirier and uh, Oliveira interests me. If, if and that's, fight... I mean, there's no title on the line for that or whatever, but that's definitely pay-per-view worthy Chandler Gagey, just to me, in my opinion, Gagey was a, even though he didn't want to wear it, the interim, you know what I mean? Like oh. he's always been right there. He's always right there circling the title. And it just seems like they, they keep pushing the poor guy away. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, you would think that they wouldn't want to let that uh, flame expire with mm-hmm. how how famous and how loved and how uh, you know it's it's been a long time now. Are we? Is his his last fights the 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 Khabib the, the Khabib yeah. fights? So we're yeah uh, yeah we're we're it's like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I he I mean not for nothing he lost by submission, so like he's got to be ready to go. And I know I know he voiced his uh his concern when. Because he was the one that put it out there that they told him he was fighting Chandler, and then, you know, they got shit. This, this, everything else happened. So, I mean, it would have been nice. Uh, it would have been nice if if we could have gotten. I have a feeling, you know, we would have gotten a similar outcome if he had fought in Connor. Um, but uh, you know, I think Connor probably knew that too. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I, think so. I mean. Yeah. Connor's not trying to fight any maniacs like like Ferguson and Gaethje. You know what I mean? Like, no, <laughs> no, no. I think the uh, I think the Marcus Brimages of the world are about ready to enter into his uh, <laughs> into his fight camps again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so that was that. Uh, that was last weekend. Oh, we also had the Bellator event on Friday night, mm-hmm. um, headlined by uh, Juliana Velasquez, uh, who was the eleven and zero champion. At uh, flyweight in Bellator, she fought Denise Kielholtz, still, yeah. former uh, Bell or former Glory uh, women's kickboxing champion. Uh, so yeah, uh, Velasquez. And, moves and to if there's the- isn't there Bellator kickboxing still because she's she's held that belt. Like, I don't know if Bellator kickboxing exists anymore. I mean, um, I until I, mean, I it would have been you know it would have been I mean, interesting if she won, but. Yeah, I yeah, I w- I'd like to see him bring it back, but I think we're moving on a couple years now without yeah. without an event. So I don't know if that exists. I don't know if Showtime's into that market or not, or what Showtime wants to do with that. But uh, I'd like to see Showtime sign Glory. Now that I think about it, let's just move <laughs> Bellator kickbox out of the way and start having a whole little uh, Showtime fight, you know, organization. They could but, do it if they want to. I mean, they, yeah. No, they're still marketing everything correctly. Like they like they, they push their boxing during Bellator fight nights and Bellator stuff during their boxing broadcasts. So they're doing everything way, way, way better than DAZN ever did. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. DAZN was a, a failure on mm-hmm. multiple, multiple levels. But um so, so yeah, Velasquez picks up a big win. She moves to twelve and oh. Uh what'd you think of that fight? I mean, uh, I uh honestly it was a split decision win for her. And um I I kind of thought the back the, I don't want to call it backpedaling because that seems like I'm diminishing her, what she did when she fought. She used her jab really effectively, um, but she was walking backwards. So I was actually thinking she was going to lose the fight because of that. Because generally, you know how it goes. If you're if you're not doing anything that seems aggressive to to these judges, uh, the ring general, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> ring generalship. Shout out to Joe, Joe Correa from Pro Proof Media, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, the the ring generalship, you know what I mean. But it looked like it looked like her. I mean, not for nothing, she won that off of her jab. To me, like it was like her reach that won her that fight. I think she fought the way that is smart for her to win. I um I had it really close. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I kind of felt like I was leaning keyholes, but I was kind of rooting for her going into the fight. So I might have been giving her 
a round that was really close. I, I, you know, I'm not afraid to say that that could have happened, but I thought it was three rounds to two either fighter. So to me, it's not a robbery. Um, I, I think Kielholz is a win or two, maybe a win, maybe not even a win. We might have a rematch depending on uh, what happens in, in some of the contenders fights uh, mm-hmm. over the next thing. But um, no, I mean, I, I thought it was an entertaining fight. I was, uh, I thought it was good. I, you know, I, and uh, it was, it was refreshing coming off of the chaos of the co-main event, uh, which seems like it's now become a, uh, is there any fighter more cursed in this world than Matt Mitrion? I mean, you, you go to his eye gouge, did, you know, didn't he have, he yeah, had a terrible what, eye. What's this guy's name? Thing? What's this guy's name with the belly that rubs his belly? I can't, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, big really country, right. big country, Roy Nelson. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, I, I, I mean, he might be the. I, I used to think Roy Nelson just had bad luck in, in Mohegan Sun, but I mean, it, it looks like it's just, it's just them. Might, might be the two. They might be tied. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, Roy Nelson has has the curse of, like you said, Mohegan. But I mean, you got didn't Travis Brown basically touch his brain when he friggin' stuck his? You know, didn't he have a giant hematoma over his eye? He got. I remember he got jacked up there. He mm-hmm. had the. He had the. Uh, the uh, the kidney stones against Fedor. Mm-hmm. He had the he had the nut shot against Karatanov. Yeah, and now he's and now he's had two fights in a row that have ended after being headbutted. I mean, yeah. did, you know, and and um, I he, don't he know. He went nuts afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can't blame, blame him. him. Yeah, but I but you know what? As somebody who's watched MMA as much as I have, and maybe you can answer this, I honestly don't know the protocol for what happened in the fortune fight uh, on, on Friday, it, it was, it was unintentional. Mm-hmm. It was a guy shooting for a takedown. One mm-hmm. may argue that it, part of it was because of Mitrione. Mitrione may have caused the connection. One could argue. I, I, I more lean towards the guy diving in head first <laughs> is the guy kind of responsible for making mm-hmm. sure his head doesn't clash. But I don't know what that, I don't know what that re- is. Do you break the fight up? Is it an unintentional? But here's the thing. The thing is, you have to look at me. They they asked Fortune about it afterwards, and I mean, he was just like, I didn't even feel it. I was trying to run through him and get him on the ground, and not for nothing, you know. Like a lot of guys, a lot of guys that for MMA, especially with takedowns, you know, they train my instructor included. You know, they tell you put you want to put your head, you know, in the chest, and you could if you watch the replay. And I'm not trying to listen. I I I feel for Matt Mitrione. I like the guy. He's Great, great interview. Great, you know, Mars, great dude all around. Mm-hmm. Funny as hell. You know, messed around with the dudes in flow and they, they used to freaking prank each other during fight week and stuff like that. So I love Matt Mitrion, but I, he, you know, his, he did your reaction to trying to stop a, a takedown. You can't help but lower your head. It's an accident. It's just an accident. And, and I honestly, like, I, I don't, but, I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess my question is, and I'm not blaming Tyrell Fortune at all. I, I don't think he's to blame at all. My question is: Is that should that be treated the same way as an accidental eye poke or an mm. accidental grind shot? Like, do you do you? And I, I I just I'm trying to remember, and I don't know if that's if if you stop it for an accidental clash of mm. heads, or if you just if that's just considered part of the action, mm. you know? Because like you you really wouldn't want to punish Fortune for getting the takedown, but at the same time, is it is a is a is a clash of heads like that? Is it legal? Like, to like you know, stop it and let him recover from the correct. Yeah. Do you treat it like an accidental foul because it, it, the, the opposite's an intentional head, but mm. and you obviously would stop it just like mm. an unintentional eye poke or an intentional anything. I else. don't know. It's a good question. So, I mean, uh, you know, probably John McCarthy's podcast will address it since he's someone that understands the, all that stuff a little more. 
I don't know if we could ask Matt Marsden. I mean, he's a cut man. I don't, I'm not sure if he's that adept in the rules since this thing is more just, you know, cl- you know, making hand, hand wrapping and, uh, you know. Yeah, no, and I, I, th- I, th- I think it, it, it just sped up the inevitable. I think Tyrell mm. Fortune was probably we, – we, the one thing we've learned about Matt Mitrione is he just doesn't have great takedown defense. The, I, I mean, we, we – Yeah, no, that was a smart move against the, for that fight. I mean, because Fortune did that because, you know, you know Mitrione was going to start kicking at his midsection mm-hmm. using his reach. That was a smart move. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, man. I just – like it's bad said, luck. Yeah. It's, it's 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 a sad ending to a potentially a sad ending to a, uh, a high profile MMA career of Matt Mitrione. I mean, you think about how long the dude's been around now, and he goes back forever into the UFC. Yeah. He's been he's been one of the, you know, a a, a good uh, soldier for Bellator to put it, yeah. I guess, in, in good terms. Uh, but uh, but I understand why they had to let him go. He's on a long losing streak now, and he probably gets paid a decent amount of money and. Um, I wonder what where he goes. You know, I mean, Matt Mitrione and bare knuckle might uh, might hurt some people. So I'd be interested. Hey, that, that's that's not a bad call. I mean, especially if they have they seem to have endless amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I mean, especially maybe if he doesn't want to, if if that left such a bad taste in his mouth with the officiating and and uh, you know all the stuff that happened, maybe maybe that's where he does go. But um, you know. The PFL is always nice to try to make a million dollars if he's trying to jump in for next, you know, 2022. I just um, don't know if PFL is going to sign a guy on a five fight lose streak to put him in their tournament. I mean, maybe they will. Maybe they'll give him a fight to like, you know, kind of like one of those qualifying fights, like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, or warm up fight or whatever, however they want to label it. I feel like they've done that with a bunch of their, a few of their big name signs. So I don't know, but, uh, you know, and, and maybe he doesn't need the money and maybe he'll, but uh, I, I, I think anything where he can be taken down at this point of his career is is probably not going to end mm. in a three fight win streak in a million. Yeah, dollars. maybe you're right. I mean, he'd be problems. I think he's problems for a lot of people in bare knuckle. In bare knuckle, he's scary. In bare knuckle, no. I I, w- I want no part of that guy in bare knuckle. But yeah. I wonder also how much, uh, you know, if that's where he wants to go um, with his career, or if he just wants to fade away, or if he wants to work on broadcast. I mean, I, who knows, but obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, the guy's been a class act from day one. Uh, when I've the few moments I've had to speak to him, nowhere near what your experience is um, as a media member, I as just a fan, just approaching him and him actually giving me two minutes of his time mm-hmm. to, to chat and be friendly and shake your hand and talk. And like, that's the cool stuff that I, I, I really appreciate from these athletes is, is when they, don't know me from anybody. They don't have to be respectful to me. Mm-hmm. You know, in theory, your media, they kind of should be respectful to you because you can expose that since it's on video or, mm-hmm. you know, it's recorded. Whereas me, they, he could easily just give me the, yeah, he actually, I'm sure you caught that clip. I mean, he actually exposed uh, some green media member that tried to come at him with some negativity with the first question out of the box, which is like, dude, like, see, you don't do that. I mean, the first yeah. of all, his, his, he was wrong with the information and then Matt Mitrione, Matt Mitrione like let him have it too, so he just seems to be a, a straight up solid guy, and um yeah I, I I was hoping to see some sort of interview or something with him. I remember watching Roy Nelson watch walk out of the Mohegan Sun Arena the last time he lost there when before COVID, and I was there to cover an event, just watching him go up the escalator, watching us do interviews, and I'm watching him go up the interview, and I'm just like Jesus, this guy just got bad luck, mm-hmm. and I, I just I just they had a shot of Mitrione walking out, you know. At, 
on Showtime uh, with him yelling and cursing. And he's even saying, he's like, that's two in a row. That's two in a row. Headbutts. No, it's rough. Just, yeah, it's, it's bad. How, how about Roy Nelson versus Matt Mitrione and BKFC? Hey. Hey, I mean, I'd watch. That that would draw. That definitely would draw. <laughs> you, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, so um so yeah, that's it. That was obviously the bad luck, but uh but Bellator's next event is next week, so we will be jumping into that as we got the mega all time yeah, supreme Bellator fight of all time. So we'll talk yeah. about that next week. But um this upcoming weekend there is some action still. Um it's not uh, it's not uh uh, what was it? Knuckle mania, but we got BKFC 19 this time headlined by the great page Van Zant versus the great retro Ostovich <laughs> in a true clash of Titans. Oh yeah. That's this weekend. I forgot, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, <laughs> you want to talk about, a f- I mean, uh, you know, I I've praised BKFC enough here. I, I understand they have their downfalls and stuff, but uh, this, I'm watching. I'll be there. I'm subscribed again, watching. Uh, that's the main event. Britton Hart, who beat Paige Van Zant in the yeah. co-main. This is kind of where like you get that, you know, not quite a sport yet, but we're going <laughs> to act like it is when you have uh, the person who beat the person in the co-main event, in the, you know, in the last time in the main event, now fighting in the co-main. But Britton Hart uh, is competing. Arnold Adams, the inaugural heavyweight champion, uh, is back. He's fighting Mick Terrell. Uh, who I don't know a whole lot about, but looks like a dangerous foe uh, mm-hmm. in the videos I've watched. So, um, you know, those three fights alone, you're headlined by two women's I, fights, which I wonder is- what kind of numbers it's going to do. I mean, that's a the people have been looking forward to this one. You know what I mean? Like, like the real fight fans have been looking forward to this since they, since we heard they signed him, it was, a, it was one of the first fights. They didn't even have to announce that it was going to happen because we knew that was going to, that's the one you got to make. You know, they, they got history, the two of them. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and I think Paige said it best. What'd she say? Like, come for the boobies and stay for the mm-hmm. violence or something <laughs> like that. I, I mean, I just think it's a fun, it's fun fight. Sure. We're going to watch a couple of girls beat each other up, but it's, 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 it's for, it's for fun. You know, I actually, I, I, I'm favoring Van Zandt just because she's already been in there. We saw in the last fight how she kind of like, you know, maybe she was, she was getting the uh, getting used to uh, uh, the whole cycle of a BKFC camp, and then having going to the fight. She did better cl- closer to the end, I think. In this one, I think this one, she's got just because of that one fight. She's probably coming in with more, you know, more more furiosa and 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 just the seniority and, and already having felt the bare knuckles and you know traded hands, felt been inside the circular ring. I think she might have uh, some some edges on on Ostovich. I mean, I've said it since the first day I've watched BKFC and especially watched the first one in person. It's a different sport. This is not MMA. This is not boxing. Mm. It's a whole different level of, of, of combat. Um, so it, it, it is, she does have that, uh, that advantage is huge. Um, mm. I don't know if you train getting punched bare knuckle. So until you actually <laughs> do like, you got to see how the reaction is. So we're going to find out how Ostovich reacts to multiple bare knuckle shots to the mm-hmm. face. Um, and on top of that, Paige kind of has to win this fight. Mm-hmm. If she goes 0-2, <sighs> knowing apparently what she's making, I don't know how much uh, Feldman and, and BKFC continue to give her that high of a paycheck um, without knowing the numbers behind the scenes uh, uh, as far as how many people are tuning in. But uh, just from a credibility standpoint, you go 0-2, you start to 
you know, you, you lose a lot of that momentum. All she might fight again, but she's not headlining. All of a sudden, she's down. You know, opening the card against uh, a, a straight up scrub just to get her name a win is mm-hmm. probably where where it would go from here. Or she's going to quit. I mean, I don't know how much, how mm-hmm. many. Yeah, I don't know, but I do think she wins. I think you're right. I think that experience will will pay uh, dividends uh, in, in this fight. Um, plus, she knows now that she has to turn it up. She knows that maybe she can't come out slow. There's a lot of lot of things that that go into that. But uh, I uh, the my biggest confusion with BKFC <laughs> is why we're pushed to buy it on Fight the Fight app. Hmm. If if anybody's listening and is going to watch hmm. this, you can order it on the BKFC app. For like three ninety nine, and I, maybe it's nine ninety nine for the first month, or you can pay for a month and it's like ten bucks. But there is no reason for anybody mm-hmm. to spend thirty nine ninety nine on Fight TV app to watch it. For some reason, BKFC doesn't promote that. For some reason, nobody promotes that. Tapology only has it listed as as, um, as, as actually. Fight actually, the Fight has a marketing thing going on that if you order it through them uh, for thirty nine ninety nine, they're sending you a BKFC T shirt. Well, that's cool. I mean, I that I guess that that's something, but uh, they should give a year subscription since a year subscription is like forty bucks. Might make more sense to me. I just think if BKFC were to push their app, um, they might have a lot more eyes. Uh, obviously, at three ninety nine price point, they're not trying to get rich. It's it's obviously a uh, a plan to try to at least get people interested to maybe watch. Maybe that's it. why. I mean, maybe they just want to make some pay per view revenue, like some real revenue. And maybe of, you know, maybe it's it's a, you're right. It's a ten to one rate, so <laughs> there is that. But I'm not into that. I want to tell the fans that <laughs> anybody interested, you can watch it for five bucks. Like <laughs> so, so, and that's every pay per view they have <laughs> is on the app up until this point. So. Um, I look forward to it. I get super excited for Bare Knuckle these days. Uh, Art and Lobov is actually fighting Bare Knuckle in Russia on Saturday morning on a nine ninety nine pay per view on the Fight app. Might actually order that one, especially after I saw uh, Kaposa post online that it looks like they have to wear jeans and they're in a pit surrounded by hay. So um, yeah, that's weird. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's Russia. That's Russian Bare Knuckle, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I might check that out. But um, but yeah, that's BKFC this Friday night. Saturday, we roll into a UFC card on uh, – let me see what the bro- – ESPN. Looks like we got an ESPN card here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, – and boy, it's headlined by a return of a fighter that uh, a lot of people may have forgotten about. Uh, one of my favorite fighters in the uh, Bantamweight division over history, a guy who failed his uh, last fight was a, a drug test failure, TJ Dillashaw, the former uh, – you know, kind of. Some people might have thought even the goat one time at 135, or at least trending that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fights Corey Sandhagen, who's on a uh, on a massive run of his own with some brutal, uh, violent finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, tough fight for Dillashaw to return to. I'll tell you yeah. that after after uh, what? It's, it's hard to pick now? him with everything. I mean, the ring rust and the, you know everything else that happened. Um, I, I I already submitted my topology picks. I'm, I'm picking Sandhagen on to, to win that just because I just think, uh, you know, he might need a, it's, it's his first one back, you know? So I just feel like the first one back with everything going on, it looks like he's carrying, he might be carrying a lot of stress into the fight too, just trying to get over, you know, the history. Yeah. I'd like um, to see him win. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I'm not super, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm real. It's a pretty stacked about- card though. I mean, it's almost better than the one they did last weekend. When you look at it, I mean, you got that, you got the, Aspen Lad, Macy Chiasson, Ches- Ches- uh, the, even the prelims, the prelims, you got Sajara Eubanks on there, 
versus Elise Reed, Julio Arce versus Andre Ewell, Randy Costa versus Adrian Yanez, which is they got that whole Reese's versus Dr. Pepper thing going that Nolan King did a whole bit about on the MMA Junkie. <clears throat> it's pretty cool. I like this card. Yeah, the card, the fight that jumps out at me, and I did not know it on it is uh, Macy Barber and Miranda Maverick. Mm-hmm. I didn't know uh, I didn't know Barber was back, so that's good to see yeah. that she's returning from her knee surgery. Uh, that's a hell of an opponent uh, in Maverick to have to take on in that return. So, yeah, <laughs> we got a uh, between Barber and Dillashaw. We got a couple of the people that uh, were. Well, I mean, Dillashaw was at the pinnacle, but a lot of people thought Macy Barber was going to be the next big thing. Um, so we'll see how she rebounds uh, from her injury and and being dominated by Roxanne Modafari. Mm-hmm. Um, is this this is this is in her? Is this her first fight back? No, uh, is it from the injury? I don't think so. Uh, oh no! Oh no! You're right. She lost. One. She lost to Grasso, so yeah. she hasn't looked good in her last two fights. Um, that was UFC 258. So uh, was it 12? Uh, yeah, so actually not that long ago, so I'm wrong, but uh, but she didn't get a win. Now now it's even more important. Now that I see she she's on a two fight losing streak, that actually yeah. up the ante a little bit more. Um, to That's a tough fight. That's a tough fight to come back to, to try to get off a lo- losing streak against Miranda Mavericks. No joke. No, that's. Uh, I think there's going to be some blood spilled in that fight. That I might guess. be fight at a night <laughs> contender. I mean, they're yeah. probably they're probably going to get 50k. Yeah, it's, when Darren Elkins is on your card, you probably uh, you you better bring uh, uh, some <laughs> plasma to the fight if you're <laughs> if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna outduel him for a uh, for a bonus. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, this is really good. I mean, I'm glad it's on ESPN. Yeah, no, it's uh, makes for regular a fun ESPN. Regular ESPN now, not not fun. increased price ESPN Plus that's gone up another buck. For yeah, for, for... yep, they're gonna. Uh, <laughs> They're going to force some action out of some people here. Yeah. They keep raising that price. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I fun weekend, man. I, yeah. I, I'm looking forward I, to this one. Yeah. It's too bad. We don't have a, I see all, I guess there was an LFA event last Sunday and I saw a lot of people commenting. I think Friday and game. Sunday in Brazil. Yeah. I God, give me an organization again, like WEC that does Sundays and, and we're set. If we could do, you know, in a perfect <laughs> world, BKFC Bellator Fridays, UFC Saturdays, and some other organization on Sundays, mm. we'd be back to the, to the glory days of, uh, of MMA. So we'll see, but, uh, you know, I, uh, it's hard to go against your pick of Sandhagen. Um, I, I kind of, my, my, you know, that's where my brain tells me to go, even though my heart wants to root for Dillashaw, but I think it's gonna be an exciting week. Um, so uh, I think that kind of wraps us up here uh, as yes, again, sir. we prepare for next week, uh, big Bellator event and, uh, and the first uh, cage warriors event in the United States uh, in San Diego. So have That's a couple of minutes. Fun too. Yeah. I got a couple of things to, to look forward to in a week and a half, but um, until then again, check out our podcast at all That will give you uh, links to our video. Um, our audio podcast is available through Anchor and uh, most places that podcasts are available. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. And follow Ed Carbajal at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Ed, look forward to uh, chatting with you over the weekend as uh, as the – as the knuckles fly on Friday, and then we get the return of uh, Snake Dillashaw on Saturday. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later. <laughs> hey guys, Ed here. 
East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions. And the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, Thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.